MLM Nation, episode 694. Welcome to MLM Nation, a podcast of leaders, by leaders, for leaders, hosted by Simon Chan. He's built a team of over 200,000 and is now a full-time MLM coach and trainer. So if you're ready to level up your business, join us now. Let's do this. If you love this show, you're going to love my daily pep talk. It's free for everyone. It's a quick two, three-minute motivation every single day at 8.25 a.m. to get you going. You can catch it live. You can catch it recorded on my Instagram channel or on my Simon Chan. It's free for everyone. Hey, I'm here to motivate you and pump you up, and I look forward to seeing you on my daily pep talk. And now, Nation, this is Simon Chan. I'm fired up to bring our special guest today. We have Francesca Fields. Hey, Francesca, are you ready to make it happen? Yes, I am. Francesca Fields was a recovered alcoholic and drug addict before she turned her life around. She was happily married and working as a social worker when she was introduced to network marketing seven years ago. Today, she's a seven-figure earner with a team of over 30,000 people, and she credits her success to keeping things simple. She, her husband, and four kids live out in Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. So, Francesca, welcome to ML Nation. I've given everyone a brief intro, but please take more about your background, your past, and how did you discover network marketing? Yeah. So, I was actually one of those people that was a huge network skeptic. For years, I would be the person to make fun of people. I would say it's a net, you know, like a pyramid scheme, um, all of those sorts of things. So, I think it's really funny that seven and a half years later from what I used to think about this industry, I am head over heels in love with it. And it has changed my life in so many ways I can't even count. But I obviously, you said, you mentioned I've been in recovery for about 18 years. Um, I think that kind of gave me a lot of the skill set that has helped so well in connection and keeping, keeping things simple, discipline, all of the things that are needed for what I feel like having success here. But I went to school for a long time, got multiple degrees. One of them was a graduate degree in social work. And my passion was helping abuse children. So I worked as a child abuse investigator for years. Absolutely loved my job. Felt like I was making a huge impact um, on the world. But um, when I had my first daughter, who's now almost eight years old, um, the inconsistency of the schedule of being a child abuse investigator, you literally did not know when you went into work if you were going to go home at 3 p.m. or 3 a.m. My husband is a drug addiction or was a drug addiction counselor at that time. So he was doing a lot of groups at night. And it just became very clear that child care was going to be an issue um, with my job, with his job. And I just decided to become a stay-at-home mom. But for myself, I really struggle not having goals to meet and not feeling like I'm doing something that's truly making an impact. And so the transition from being a full-time social worker, doing a really crazy high action, high impact job to becoming a stay-at-home mom was really hard on me mentally, mentally and physically. And so um, I started having some health issues and my sister-in-law was actually in health and wellness company. And she said, basically, Hey, why don't you join me and just get a discount? 
And um, we were absolutely broke at that point. So I couldn't have tried the products without a discount anyway. So I agreed to join her, but basically made it very clear that I was not going to do the business. But when I signed up and I kind of got into this community of women who were totally busting through the glass ceiling and creating this life for themselves and their family that was extraordinary while having that time freedom, it was undeniable that this industry was unlike anything that is out there. To me, it is now the best industry on the face of the planet. And it is for everyone. Like that still blows my mind. So I decided to kind of put my pride aside and see what would happen if I just started sharing my story of what I had experienced and what I was loving about those products at the time. Um, and I think what changed everything for me was making my first um, $1,000 paycheck. Because as a social worker working 50 hours a week, I made about $2,000 a month. And it was really stressful. And it was a 24-7 type of emotional job. So to be on my couch with my newborn in my sweatpants, making half of that on my phone, it just kind of blew my mind. And I decided then and there that I was going to take this as far as I possibly could and take as many people along with me as possible. So that's kind of my beginning story of how I fell in love with um, network marketing. Let's take this back a little bit. Why were you used to be skeptical? And you even say you made fun of people about it before you, why? I think it was just um, uh, a judgment thing. I didn't quite understand. I had been presented with people maybe who did it in a way that wasn't necessarily relationship building. Um, I felt pressured by uh, network marketers in the past. And it just kind of gave me this... um, it just kind of gave me this bad taste in my mouth. And so when I was presented with network marketing, all I could think of was, I'm not going to pressure my friends. I'm not going to put money above relationships. I'm totally introverted. I'm not a salesperson. Like I just didn't feel like I had what it took to do it. And it made me uncomfortable. And a lot of times when things make people uncomfortable, we just judge (laughs) and we make fun. And so that's, you said you saw a lot of successful people start making it, uh, even though when you were just using the product. How were you? How did you know about these successful people? How did you know about these stories? Yeah, so my first experience in network marketing—it's not the company I'm currently in; it was a different one. And um, in that company, you could join as a distributor just for a discount, and so that's what I did. But joining as a distributor, I was thrown into all of the team Facebook pages and team chats and things like that. Even though I wasn't signing up uh, as a business builder, they still put me in all those community things. And it exposed me to some of these, you know, top leaders making dollars $50,000 a month, which I had never experienced before. And so it just kind of, um, put me in that community where I got to see what was actually going on and it really piqued my interest. So, so when you finally decided to do it, did you have a lot of success right away or about another question, better question was how long did it take you to get to that thousand dollar check? Yeah. So when I finally started sharing, um, I got to my thousand dollar paycheck, uh, based on customers within a month. So my first full month sharing, I made a thousand dollars. Now, 
I always tell my team now that uh, to rank up, it took me three months to rank up one time. And that was only recruiting three business builders. And so, um, you know, I was brand new to the industry and it took it, it's it's skill sets. You have to build the skills. Um, so that that part took me a while. But just sharing kind of my experience on the products, I found a lot of people who were willing and wanting to try what I was taking. So I made that paycheck um, not by ranking up just based on customer commissions. My first full month. Mm. So you said you are shy, you're introverted. So how were you able to share that? Even though like, you know, because I'm an introvert. I don't understand that. Right. How were you able to do it? To overcome the shyness and introverts. Oh, so social media helps. Um, I'm I'm a different person, I think, on social media sometimes as far as my uh, ability to share things. But um, also, the first social media post that I made, um, I'm I'm the person that, and this is why I'm so big on discipline and just doing it, and not necessarily waiting until you feel like doing something, but just kind of doing it regardless of how you feel. And so I just decided like it's time and I was so uncomfortable. I was crawling out of my skin. I didn't want to do it. And so what I did is I put the post up, I turned my phone off. I think I might've even like thrown it across the room and then I went on a walk. So I wouldn't think about who was um, messaging or who was uh, commenting or if anybody was judging me. And I just kind of had to do those, those coping things until it became less uncomfortable and just kind of second nature. So that was the beginning of my sharing journey. It was kind of traumatic, but. <laughs> yes. And let's talk about discipline. Because uh, it's like what you said. You got to do it even when you don't want to do it. If someone's struggling with discipline, what advice can you share? You know, that's tough. I, I am constantly talking to my team about discipline. I, I think that is probably one of the main I'm still trying to decide if discipline is a skill set or if it's just this internal commitment to do something no matter what, because you want the end result bad enough that it's just, it doesn't matter how you feel. So I I think that's what I tell them. Um, You just get to a point where you have to make this internal commitment to yourself that you're not going to wake up and ask yourself, how do I feel today? Do I feel like working today? You get so connected to why you're doing this in the first place, what this is going to mean for you or for you and your family, that it doesn't matter day to day if you feel inspired or motivated or feel like working. You're just going to do it because every day, and this is what I tell them too, every day we have decisions to make. And those decisions are going to either get us closer to our why or further away from our why. And so I asked him, where do you want to be in five years? And are the decisions you're making today, the actions that you're taking today, are they pulling you closer to that vision five years from now or further away? And I don't feel like I can make people become disciplined. It's, it's, I wish I could, um, but it's human nature. And sometimes you just have to want something bad enough to do it regardless of how you feel every day. Mm. What was the turning point in your business where things really start taking off for you? Yeah, so I was going over these questions and that was so interesting to me because I, when I first started, uh, it was probably about a year in and I just remember feeling frustrated. I felt stuck. Um, I was 
frustrated at my team. I was wanting them to do more and recruit more and talk to more people and grow faster. And I was listening to a training from somebody and she was talking about how as leaders, we have to be willing to do the things that we ask our team to do. Like it's non-negotiable. And I really kind of took a step back and looked objectively at myself as a leader of why am I feeling so frustrated at my team and feeling so stuck. And it hit me like a ton of bricks and it's probably super obvious, but I realized that I was unwilling to approach people about my business. It felt too uncomfortable. It was a comfort zone that I hadn't yet pushed out of. And I was kind of just hoping that other people would carry that weight for me and we could grow without me having to do that. And it kind of, it hit me in between the eyes and I committed to myself that night that I was going to be the only one expected. Like I was only going to expect of myself anything that I would ever ask my team to do. And so that night I was, like I said, about a year into network marketing, I printed off this blank calendar off of Google and I went through my contact list that I had. And every single day I wrote down five names in the little blank calendar box. And I said, I will not, absolutely will not go to bed at night until I message these five people every single day. I had it all lined out. And I remember that was the year that I was named one of the top recruiters in my state for my entire company, just because I was willing um, to make that commitment to myself to, to get outside of my comfort zone and do the things that scared the crap out of me. So yeah. that's kind of changed everything. How important is consistency to success? I think consistency is one of the most important things to success. And one of the things that I see people, a mistake that I see people make is kind of going on a binge um, and burning themselves out and kind of burning the candle at both ends and then just getting, you know, they put their family on the back burner, they put their life, their work, everything else on the back burner to go on these business binges, totally burn themselves out and then take two weeks off. And then come back ready to go again. And I always tell people it is better to take less action on a consistent basis than to binge on your business for two weeks and then fall off the face of the planet for two weeks. Because people are looking for a consistent leader. They are looking for somebody who shows up every single day. And I'm huge with work-life balance. Um, my team knows this. I when it's time to go pick up my kids from school until bedtime, it's family time. I am still a mom of four. That's what I want to focus. That is my why. So I'm, I'm not going to totally ignore them. But I show up every single day and they know that. And so consistency, I think, is one of the most important parts of being a leader and growing a healthy business with a foundation. And if you want people to seek you out as a leader... Um, they need to seek somebody out who is. That's great advice. Because, yeah, uh, I always have a saying, consistency beats intensity, right? Because when you, Yeah, because when you burn out, when you're taking those two weeks off, that's when the person, maybe their prospect, hey, I, they're looking for you, and then you're not showing up. You're not there. What is your, you, you mentioned like uh, work-life balance. You don't do work in, uh, from the time school ends to bedtime. What's your daily routine like? Yeah, so my kids are, are all in school. I've got um, I've got four kids ages one, three, five, and seven. So it's a total madhouse around here. And actually, two of them are home right now with a stomach bug. So that's perfect. But we we figured it out. 
Um, anyway, so my day looks a lot like waking up, getting them ready for school. The first thing I do after dropping them off is work out, take care of myself, my body, my health, my mental health. Um, and then I, I get to work, uh, around nine 30 and it is office hours, work time from nine 30 to two. Um, then I go and pick them up. We usually do something fun after school. I will answer messages here and there, but I really try to focus on being a mom and focus on my kids. And then we put them down around seven and I use the next 30 minutes to catch up with my husband and talk to him about his day and just kind of keep that relationship healthy. Um, really trying to put my family first. And then about 7.30 to 10, I'm working again. So um, that is, and of course, if I'm on a run or if I bring in some really awesome, amazing people who are growing really fast, I will, there's always room for flexibility um, in my opinion, but that's generally on an average day what it looks like. Hmm. Thank you for sharing that. You know, one of the things you talked about uh, your success was keeping things things simple. What do you mean by that? Yeah. So, um, simplicity is important because what I've noticed just from my seven years of being a leader and helping a lot of people who have maybe even never done network marketing before have success. One of the things that I've noticed is that, um, overwhelm too much information basically leads to shutdown. So people are already generally nervous to start their own business. They're nervous to um, they're nervous of the failure they think they might have or the success they might have or talking to their friends. It's it's new for a lot of people. And they're almost kind of subconsciously looking for a, a, a reason to kind of back out in, from what I've seen. And so when I'm really excited as the leader of like, I've got this new person and oh my gosh, this is going to be so exciting. And I throw all these things at them, like do this and do that and do this and do that. And just kind of throw the kitchen sink at them. They're, they are going to look at all of this stuff. They're not going to know where to start. It's going to be like, their eyes are going to be like this and they're just going to shut down. And that's when you start to see people slowly backing away or saying within a week or so, like, Hey, maybe this isn't for me. But what I found is that if I can kind of take myself back to when I very first started and those really important first steps, but kind of step by step, piece by piece, um, and just keeping it really simple. Like, hey, do this first, and then let's get back together and talk about what comes next. And just kind of feeding people this simple action, um, bite by bite, step by step. I find a lot more success, especially with the people who have never done this industry before, of just kind of getting them to actually take those actions. And I find it's very important for myself as a leader to be there to walk them through each step. And so just simplicity. I think if things get too complicated, people don't want to do it. They think they can't do it. Um, they're too busy to do it. So simple, consistent uh, systems. One of the things that I think has caused my team to grow so fast uh, here in the last two and a half years is just we have a simple, consistent system of duplication that we don't change. We keep it the same. People know what to expect. They know what to do. And it's um, attainable for anybody and everybody. So can you share a little bit more about that system since you said you haven't changed it in two and a half years? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it did not come from me. So I'll just go, go ahead and say that. Um, it's something that I had been hearing for years um, with different network marketing coaches. 
And it really just boils down to uh, peaking interest. So helping the new ambassador or I go through this system on a daily basis myself. I'm huge on staying in phase one, staying in recruitment mode. So peaking interest, however that looks, social media, reaching out, talking to people, meeting new people, peaking interest about the opportunity that we offer. Uh, the second thing is inviting them to some sort of webinar, opportunity call, Zoom meeting, third-party tool, um, something that is not me explaining the products or the business opportunity to that person, but some sort of third-party tool um, that is available to everybody. So offering that third-party tool to be the explainer. The third part is going to be after they've been exposed to that tool and they are interested and want to know more is that third-party validation. So connecting to my Edified Upline or in my case, I'm in a really fun part of my business where I get to connect my potentials to my downline because I'm, I'm building up leaders and I've got layers of leaders under here that I get to edify now and connect my potentials to, but basically bringing in a third party source as validation or as an expert, whatever you want to call it. And then after that, we either enter the closing phase or that follow-up constant ex continued exposure, that sort of phase. And then once um, somebody has decided to either order as a customer or join as a business ambassador, um, taking them through that simple onboarding launch process, explaining to them the system, giving them the resources and kind of walking them through that for the first couple of weeks. So they really understand kind of what we do here to grow. So. If you want something new and different, go check out this group, Purpose Driven Networkers. It's the only group where you get to prospect with myself and other top leaders at least 15 times a week. You also get accountability. And if you're stuck and not sure how to reply back to prospects, then you get to send me screenshots of your conversations and I'll guide you on what to say. You also get access to over 180 different trainings that should teach you everything from building your business on Instagram to prospecting LinkedIn to even more traditional methods of building such as doing home meetings or coffee shop meetings. It also has a five-step program to help you get your next customer or rep within 28 days. And most people get a lot, lot quicker than that. No other group in network marketing can give you this type of training coaching, and accountability combined. So if you're ready to take your business to the next level, go check it out at PurposeDrivenNetworkers.com. Again, that's www.PurposeDrivenNetworkers.com. Hey, that is awesome. Lots of nuggets there. Thank you so much for sharing. Hey, you've been awesome, amazing, Francesca. Uh, as we go to the end of the show, some quick questions to pick your brain. And these can be quick one-liners. The first one is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Um, discipline is the bridge between accomplishment or goals and accomplishments. What is one habit that's helped you become successful? Uh, consistent daily action. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? Don't ride the emotional roller coaster. Don't ride the ups or the downs. What's your favorite prospecting tool? Say you have a qualified prospect. Uh, do you do... Get them on a Zoom? Do you send out a video? Do you do a, get on the phone? What do you like to do? Live Zooms are always the best. They have energy. They have people. I love live Zooms. Um, and then after that, phone call or a Zoom call, 100%. 
What's your favorite app on your phone that's not a social media app? Uh, our company actually has an app with all the resources in it. So I'm constantly on that. Well, what are two or three books you would recommend to ML Nation? Yeah, for somebody new just getting started, um, how to rock your network marketing business, get over your damn self. Um, for somebody who's a little bit more seasoned, um, anything by John Maxwell. And for mindset, I am loving The High Five Habit by Mel Robbins right now. It's incredible. And here's the last question. The million dollar question. You ready? Okay. (laughs) Imagine you had to start all over again and you knew nobody. Didn't know your husband, didn't know your kids. You were like an alien that went to another universe, but you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing you do or the first place you go to build a network marketing business from scratch? Uh, I, this, this might be cliche. I don't know, but I would go straight to Instagram at this point. Um, I'm an old, I, Facebook was my jam, but right now Instagram's where it's at. As far as business minded people looking for opportunities, I would go straight to Instagram. I would learn how to do reels. I would learn how to connect and network with like-minded people. And that's, that's where I'd start. Any specific type of people you go reach out first? Uh, yeah, people like me, honestly, I've written down qualities of the people I'm looking for to join my business. And it kind of has all boiled down to qualities that I have, which is great, because that makes it easy for me to know the audience I'm talking to, but disciplined, influential, consistent, um, uh, integrity, uh, connection, vulnerable, transparent, um, entrepreneurial, I'm looking for people like that. Awesome. Hey, thank you so much. For all the nuggets of wisdom, as we wrap up, any last words or advice? And then uh, what's the best way listeners can connect with you? Yeah, so um, I am on Facebook, Francesca Fields. I'm on Instagram, Francesca Fields. Or, I mean, feel free to email me, francescaefields at gmail.com. I'd be happy to help in any way. And any last words or advice? Yeah, um, just do it. It's going to feel weird. It's going to feel uncomfortable. We all have that thing that just feels um, really uncomfortable that we maybe don't want to do and we're red lighting ourselves or talking ourselves out of it. But I promise you the growth is on the other side of doing that thing. And it's never going to feel comfortable before you just make yourself do it. So just connect to your why, figure out what it is this is going to do for you and your family and ask yourself, is the action I'm about to take going to get me closer to that or further away? And then you decide. And my mission, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today you may hang out with Francesca Fields. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.com, click on the podcast tab and the show notes and all the nuggets of wisdom that Francesca shared will be right there. And also links to her social media profiles, definitely connect with her. And in order to be successful in life, in business, and in network marketing, you must help others. So, Francesca, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you, and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again, and God bless you. Thank you. Hey, ML Nation, do you ever struggle with consistency or worried about what are you saying the wrong thing, what to say back to your prospects? Well, now you don't have to worry. Go check it out, BYOB. This is when you and I, we go together on Zoom and I'll guide you word for word on what to say. And I guarantee you can get at least one interested prospect for your business, service, or products by the end of the session. It's a ton of fun. Go check it out at mlnation.com forward slash BYOB.
Hey, ML Nation, Simon Chan with a recap of a great show from Francesca Fields. Make sure you head over to mlnation.com, click on the podcast tab and the show notes with all the nuggets of wisdom that Francesca shared, including, uh, she even gave you out her email, right? But check out, if you want to reach out to her, you can reach out to her, check her out on social media as well, how she is crushing it out there. And uh, Seven Finger Earner, amazing what this profession does. And I love the story because you talked about how you can, she went from a skeptical to being big proponent, right? She's skeptical about network marketing. She even made fun of network marketers. And it's because of the way people approached her. It was always like the salesy, pitchy, approaching her the wrong way. And, uh, but it wasn't, it's all about timing, right? I think that's why you have to be consistent. She talked about consistency and how you have to show up. Don't burn yourself out. People go on these binges. And like I shared, consistency always beats intensity. Doing a little bit every day is way better than doing a lot of stuff and then stop doing it because you number one, you lose the momentum and the time. The people are looking for leaders and leaders are consistent. When people need what you have, will you be around? And for her, she finally needed something. She uh, she never, she loved her job, but just happened. She had a kid, inconsistent schedule. Her husband had a crazy schedule and uh, she quit her job. And then, but she was not happy with mentally. She wasn't there. You know, she was discouraged. She wanted something more in life. And that's when network marketing. And she was still skeptical. She used the product for for a while, right? And it wasn't until she went there and saw the social proof, right? She was in those Facebook groups, those chats. She saw people making it. Then she decided, to, hey, I, I, I got to do it. And she's a shy, quiet introvert. But I love what she shared, her advice. You know, number one, your growth happens on the other side. You got to do what makes you uncomfortable. All your dreams and goals are outside your comfort zone. Right? It's when you go and just do it, uh, and you, it, while you do it, you connect to that vision. Right? You're either going to do something that's going to take you closer to your vision or away from your vision. So you got to take the action. And discipline, no one likes to do this stuff. It's an internal commitment. Doing it every single day. right? Every single day. Making that decision. Are you going to do something that's, that's going to help you take you closer or further away from your goals? Great stuff there. Uh, she talked about your routine. I think that's be very helpful. Keeping things simple, the system, right? How from peaking interest to inviting third-party validation to the closing or continue follow-ups to onboarding. Great stuff here. Uh, I want to go through nuggets, tons of nuggets and notes here. Highly encourage you to listen. Think about when you listen to this, what are things that you need to do, right? What do you, what is something you need to do to get uncomfortable and do it every day? Because it's, Doing the consistent actions that are uncomfortable that you need to do, but you're not doing, that's going to take you to where you want to go. If it's what you're already doing right now, hey, you know what? You got it. Uh, you've, you have achieved it already, right? But you haven't. And you know, the last thing you talk about, simple. It's like too much info leads to shutdown. But you got to keep it simple. So I think a lot of you, you need to think about, it's just not learning more and more, learning more. It's not about learning. It's about taking action. What did you learn? And what are you going to take action on? So ML Nation, go and take action on what you need to do. I think deep down, there's a little voice that tells you what you need to do. Go do that right now before the other little voice that talks you out of it. Go do it. Go do what you need to do. And uh, like Francesca says, get outside your comfort zone and just do it. Anyway, follow her. Thank you for what listening. I'm loud and proud to be part of this amazing profession. Now it's over to you. Go take action on what you learn and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all.